0: All right, here we go. It is Friday,
1: February the 7th. Uh, Welcome into the early line on the grid, sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Neri alongside Dane Martinez as we get ready for a uh, a big weekend, not only in the NBA, but of course, uh, college hoops, also the start of the XFL. We'll talk a little XFL a little later this morning. We'll bring on our good friend, uh, Mike Blewett. We'll break down some of the uh, some of the action and what we can expect there. Also, college hoops over the weekend. At some point, we'll get uh, the uh, college extraordinaire there, Maxwell Smart. This morning, we'll get his uh, his three favorite plays of uh, not only tonight but of the weekend. Monster over 150 of them to choose from in yeah. the weekend, uh, which isn't going to be bad. Also, we get an opportunity to check out a few players in some new uniforms over the weekend in the NBA. as The trade deadline uh, sure. was pretty damn exciting uh, last night. In fact, uh, 42 players in all during the trade deadline have now swapped uniforms, swapped cities. Some are real excited about it, while others, Dane, are yeah. probably about as pissed off as they uh, can be. See Andre Drummond. Yeah, in really. Detroit, who gets to... Uh, yeah, could you imagine... Being like, oh, man, I finally get out of Detroit. All right, where are you going? Cleveland. Cleveland. <laughs> oh, God. I Like, this poor guy is, and he's not taking it well on uh, social media at right. all. He is just not happy. But there are a few that should be very happy, including our, uh, our Pat Riley here that we told you is just not finished. Mm-hmm. We hoped it would have been uh, Gallinari. It would have been fun. But. The addition of uh, you know Jay Crowder, Andrea Godala, it, it really does remind me, Dane, and we'll we'll bust this out here over the uh, over the next twenty minutes. Man, it, it's like that those '80s Knicks with uh, with right. Oakley Mason and Mason, and <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to kick your ass. Right. We may not win, but man, are you going to feel it when we're all said and done? And I think all of that was basically a signal that they're going after Giannis. That's what yep. they're doing here.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think what they're saying is the Bucks can be had, people. Yeah. And I think that's what the Eastern Conference thinks. It's so interesting. Okay. Miami's going for playoff-style ball. The Rockets are going for regular season-style ball. Yep, and it uh we'll go
1: over how that worked out from last night against the lakers plus we'll tackle the trade deadline we'll do it but first dan strafford's got everything you need to know from overnight here on the grid
0: sports grid news update
3: A potential snag emerges in the Mookie Betts trade to the Dodgers. John Heyman of MLB Network reporting late last night that some involved in the Mookie Bet three-way trade believe the deal is no longer a certainty. Heyman reports that the Red Sox are trying to reconfigure the deal to acquire more than prospect Brewster Gutterell from the Twins after medical concerns arose over the prospect's review. Ken Rosenthal of the Athletic writes that the Dodgers are trying to acquire another prospect to send in the deal as Boston now believes that the prospect is more likely to be a reliever than a future part of their starting rotation. Rosenthal also says talks are going slowly. Steve Cohen is out as a potential owner of the Mets, talks falling apart over the past few days. The Mets will probably hit the market looking for a new owner. In the NFL, speaking to the Associated Press on Thursday, Panthers GM Marty Herney, quote, refused to answer several questions about Cam Newton's future with the team. And the Tennessee Titans will go without an official defensive coordinator for the 2020 season. After the variety of trades on Thursday's NBA trade deadline, there will be questions around which players in new places will suit up or not for Friday night. Atlanta made a number of moves. Dwayne Denman may not be available after coming over from the Sacramento Kings. Clint Capella remains out with his heel injury. The Detroit Pistons shipped off Andre Drummond, as just discussed. John Henson was part of the return and may not suit up on Friday night, which could open up increased minutes for Christian Wood. A look back at some of the top performers from Thursday night's slate in the NBA. Giannis and Deddy went for 36 points, 20 rebounds, 6 assists, and a steal. in The 112-101 win over the Philadelphia 76ers. Anthony Davis with the big night. 32 points, 13 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals, 3 blocks. As the LA Lakers lost to the small ball Rockets, 121-111. to Russell Westbrook on the other side of that one, 41 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, and a steal. I'm Dan Strapper, and this has been your SportsGrid News Update.
0: It's the early line with Joe Rainieri and Dane Martinez.
1: All right, here we go. Exciting time in the NBA. as just about 40% of the season remains. All-Star break just around the corner. All-Star teams. Drafted last night. I don't we'll think on, Giannis
2: understood the rules of the draft.
1: I don't think he. Cares, I don't think he got honestly. it. <laughs> I, I think he's telling you quite honestly that he plans on playing for Toronto soon. Um, <laughs> the um, that was uh, on last night, and a lot of eyes were on that, which was pretty funny, as uh, both LeBron and uh, Giannis had an opportunity to, uh, you know, pick their teams again, year number two, second year in a row. Now we've had that. Uh, there were a few takeaways from that, certainly uh, from both the East and West perspective. But the whole NBA trade deadline and the flurry last night, uh, yesterday afternoon, 3 o'clock came. We were all trying to figure out where is where is Marcus Morris going? What mm-hmm. are the Sixers going to do? The Lakers, some of these contenders, will they make moves? Will they get better? Uh, well, when it was all said and done, it started the night before with Clint Capella heading over to uh, Atlanta and Houston, deciding that, you know what, we're going small ball, guys. That's what we're doing. We're absolutely going small ball. We don't care. We're going to go up-tempo. We're going to shoot a lot. It's about possessions, and uh, we are going to do our best to uh, really make it lopsided. And nobody knows if that's going to work because outside of the Warriors and without Steph Curry and you right. know, uh, clay, You know, without clay and uh, and then you throw it. You really have no idea if anybody else could pull this off. Uh, not many people can. So I don't know. Nobody knows really if they were going to be able to pull this off. But it was a great test last night yeah. because we had an opportunity to see Houston in the late game go up against LeBron. The Lakers, who by far are one of the bigger teams, certainly sure. down low. You throw out Dwight Howard. You know, McKee. you throw out. Yeah, you got some dudes AD, in there yeah. that are monsters. Uh, you know, not to mention Anthony Davis. You know, at one point you had Gordon who was like 6'3". You had P.J. Tucker who was 6'5". And these guys are guarding Howard and, right. uh, you know, Anthony AD. Davis. And you're going, this is just a, this is a absolute mismatch. However. It's also a mismatch the, <laughs> the other <laughs> it, way, Joe. <laughs> it really was an <laughs> ultimate mismatch the other way. And while they were laying seven and a half. It actually opened it got as high as eight yesterday in some bucks, the Lakers. There was a obvious overreaction to, wow, the size is just it's it's too much. They're never going to be able to compete with the Lakers. Well, it closed somewhere around six uh last night. Even I saw a five and a half or two pop up before tip off. So there the pros were going, yeah, I don't think so here, guys. They're not completely sold on this uh, this mismatch idea. And uh yeah, they it's smart because The Houston Rockets in the end of that game, they kind of took it to the Lakers over there and all of that size, you know what, at the end, didn't do them a damn bit of good. Not to mention that you had an off night by Harden and yet Westbrook drops 41 and the pieces Covington uh, also Mm -hmm. had a big night off the bench for him. So. I don't know in the long run that this is going to necessarily work uh, coming out of the West, but I can tell you this, there's going to have to be some adjustments. It clearly is a, you know, style makes fight, Dane, like you say, it's clearly a mismatch. Rotations are going to have to change against this team because they ain't rolling anybody out there outside of 6-6 six, six, guys. That's it. That's all they're going to have. So, it'll be interesting to see last night LeBron and company kind of got kind of got caught a little bit with their pants down. Literally happens. Literally with their <laughs> pants down. We'll see what happens moving forward, but you know, round 1, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Daryl Murray, congratulations there. Uh, you won the game nobody thought you could.
2: So, listen. It's going to be very very interesting. Right, you got PJ Tucker at what like six five, six, six playing yeah. center, right? Mm-hmm. So the one question is like, why don't opponents just throw the ball to Anthony Davis or Nikolai Jokic or Nurse, you know, whoever that big man is in every single possession. Yep. And that's a mismatch. You're right. But then how the hell is Nikolai Jokic, let's say, running up and down the floor to keep up with these Rockets? You know? Sure. And one of the things we've talked about, Joe, is Going back to the Warriors, right, they've changed the math of basketball. And last I checked, Anthony Davis with his 32 points, that's cool, but they're two-pointers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Eric Gordon, you know, going five for eight from three, P.J. Tucker going three for five from three, Covington going four for seven. Joe, they went f- 19 of 42 from the, yep. um, the Arc last night, okay? That's 45%. Remember yep. we were joking about them the other day when they went like, you, what was it, like 20 of 60, right? Yes, correct. That's what it's going to come down to, okay? On days like this or nights like this, when they shoot 45%, they're going to be really tough to beat, yep. okay? They yeah, just and are.
0: That's,
1: that's going to be. The, so, they're going to chuck it up, guys. Right. They're going to get theirs. One and, way or the other, they're going to get
2: there. And the question is, Joe, you know, this is regular season, right? So can they shoot – like they shot 45% from three, Joe – can they do that four out of seven times? That's right. what it's going to come down to. But I'll say this, Joe. One of the things we talk about in the NBA, in the NFL, is you have to have an identity, right? I'll say at least the Rockets have their identity. They're shoving all in, and we'll see if it works. But I'm kind
1: of not mad at it because they are going to force others to adjust to them. Listen, uh, uh, Daryl, Murray, D'Antoni, their jobs are on the line. so Might as well go least,
2: down with who
0: you are, at right? At least
1: they're committed to it, man. I give them hats off. So, congratulations.
0: Yeah, we'll see. See if it works. Dailyrodo.com.
1: Heat, Pat Riley uh, out there playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. He ain't messing around. Uh, Pat Riley goes out, wasn't able to pull the uh, the right strings for Gallinari, but uh, did walk away with, uh, you know, Andre Iguodala and Jay Crowder. Uh, they got tougher. They got more experience. They've got depth now in the wing uh, spot, mm-hmm. all things that you need in order to be able to compete with what we all know is the best team in the East, that being the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks uh, and maybe the best part about all of what Pat did and this is always what he has done, Pat Riley, which makes him just you know that cut above is he all of those bad contracts that he wrote over a uh, over the last five years he he managed to unload Dion waiters yeah, really. James Johnson, <laughs> uh Justice Winslow he managed to shed all of that salary. At the same time, not having to promise a whole lot of money to Igadala. Iguodala, right. Iguodala out basically, you want me back next year? Great. I'll give the option. If you need the flexibility to go out and get a max player, you got that. He's got more flexibility over the next couple of years than, uh, than Miami ever thought they would just a couple of years ago. Kudos to Pat Riley. And somehow he managed to get deeper and the kinds of players that he knows he's going to need around that young core in order to be able to make a run at this. And he knows there's no guarantee that you're, you're going to get there. But when it's all, when the smoke clears guys, forget about even this year, Mm -hmm. Pat Riley, would he set the Miami heat up, which is what he's done for years, guys. It's why it's one of the most well-run organizations uh, in the association. He set this team up once again, to be players. The y- next year, That's and right. the Year after, and the year after that, and with a nucleus and core guys, much yeah. like Dwayne Wade and company guys, this is a this is another round, uh, another five to seven years of talking about the Miami Heat being serious contenders in the East. Here they come, Dane.
2: Yeah, you know how uh, you know how Kevin Garnett went to Golden State, and it was like if you can't beat him, join him. Right. Watch out for Giannis in a year and a half. Oh yeah. Watch out for Giannis in a year and a half, okay? Mm-hmm. Miami is going to beat and bruise Giannis for the next 18 months, <laughs> okay? Seriously, seriously. Yep. Whether it's Iggy, whether it's Crowder, whether it's yep. Butler, and eventually Giannis might be like, you know what? I'm down with South Beach. Like, yep. <laughs> word up, you know? So I, I really think that Pat Riley is playing four dimensional chess in the long game as well, Joe. But I gotta tell you also, this idea that they couldn't get Gallinari. And the and the consolation prize is Jay Crowder. Yeah, um, yeah. I do not want to see the Miami Heat in a dark alley. Okay. Yes. Between yep. Ingudala, Butler, um, and now Jay Crowder, you're talking mm. about some Crowder as a three and D kind of guy. Ingudala who will get in your pocket. we you know, and Joe. A lot of times teams do this as a direct answer to who they know their competition will be. Right. Absolutely. So I look at the rest of the East, and I'm talking about now with Butler, Iguodala, and Crowder, the defense on the wing, right? Similar to what the Clippers can do, right, with Leonard and Paul George and Patrick Beverly and those guys. So I look at the top of the Eastern Conference, and if I'm Jason Tatum right now, if Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, uh, if I'm Giannis right now, you know, if I'm Pascal Siakam right now, right, I'm like, oh, snap. Miami's if I'm Victor Oladipo right now right I'm like oh snap uh Miami just got a lot more difficult to deal with if I'm Karis Levert you know um this this is a problem they are constructing themselves and now they also have what Joe 15 20 fouls against a guy like Giannis
1: I think it's and don't forget about Bam. So that's now, what I'm saying. Bam, Bam out of bio good, as well. Good luck trying I, to score on this Miami exactly. team in the playoffs. That is uh, gonna be a problem. And also
2: in a you know seeing Giannis in the regular season is one thing, but what Toronto did over the course of seven games, right, was they had a plan to stop Giannis. When you see the same team, you know over and over again, you sharpen your defensive game plan to take Giannis away. And it'll mm-hmm. still come down to the Middletons and the Matthews's of the world. But these guys are going to bang Giannis up. They're ripe for yep. the picking.
1: Yeah, no. It, uh, and to shed uh, almost $30 million in bad contracts. is, uh, And they still managed to keep that entire nucleus together. Didn't yeah. have to give up none. No Tyler Hero. Right. Uh, Goran Dragic remains. I mean, everything that they needed, they got. I think Crowder so, is uh, a better
2: option than Gallinari because of the toughness factor.
1: Well, it, it's a different kind of play. Gallinari yes. shoots forty percent from three pointers. You're not—he's not better from an offensive standpoint. He's just a little bit tougher. He's six ten, Gallinari. I—I still can't wait to see what they're going to do in OKC here yeah. at the end of this season. I can't wait because uh, will they pay him the money? Will they? Will they strip it down? It's going to be interesting to see, but. I, Listen again. Pat Riley's going to have a lot of money at the end of this season to play sure with. So if Pat wants somebody, if he couldn't get it this round, yeah, he's setting himself up to go out and get uh, get some guys. And with this nucleus, Jimmy Butler. That's right. Uh, I can't wait to see Iggy in a uh, in a uniform here and see how this goes. It's uh, it's going to be fun in the East. In the West, yeah. Listen, we all knew the two teams in uh, that play in the Staples Center were going to bang heads here during the trade deadline. Who was going to – one team was going to go, you know what? I don't think so. You're not getting them. I'm getting them. We weren't sure who, what, or where. But when it came down to it once again, the Clippers and Jerry West somehow managed to outfox the, the Lakers, yep. and they land Morris, and they land a player that just makes them that much more – Deep, it makes him that much more versatile, and uh, he brings along shooting, he brings along an interior toughness, everything that they could need, and everything that is going to cause even more of a problem for the Lakers, uh, happened again yesterday, and uh, the Lakers ended up standing pat, now some people are screaming, saying that, you know, this is, they don't need it, guys, I mean, look at them, they got Anthony Davis, they got LeBron, they'll be just fine. Yeah. Okay, I mean, you know, well, they weren't fine last night against Houston, and to me, there is still a level of toughness on that team that I am not uh, sold on, including with Anthony Davis, Uh, but make no mistake, man, the Clippers, they got that much better with Morris, who is now shooting, you know, 40% from behind the arc here, guys, he, he... He's tough. He'll have no problem running you over. You add him with the rest of that rotation in there, and, whew, okay, let me know, Clippers. The the rich get richer, man. The rich get richer.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things we talked about here with the Miami moves were what these guys, Crowder, Iggy, are on defense, right? And that's the same with Marcus Morris. Mm. They now, Joe, you know, in crunch time for the Clippers, right? Five minutes left in the fourth quarter. They're going to have five Two-way players on the floor, Joe, you right. know? And that is what I think is important, especially come the playoffs, right? When you talk about Beverly, George, Kawhi, Morris now, right? Yep. Montrez um, Harrell, my guy, yep. Lou Williams, Zubak. These are guys that can run the floor but play both ways. They are going to be a gnat in anybody's side defensively come crunch time. My only question, Joe, is like, Houston is going to literally force you to not have certain guys on the court.
1: Right. And
2: yeah. it's going to be very interesting. You know, they are going to go to the extreme, and we'll see if that works. Like, what if it's a liability to have Montrez Harrell on the court, to have yeah. Marcus Morris on the court, right? You're going to have to match them on some level remember when the Warriors had the death lineup and Draymond mm-hmm. Green was playing at center that's basically what Houston is doing and I really wonder who will have to adjust to who ultimately but as for the Clippers they got their guy and we've been talking about it I always say like Jaja Gabor for the block in Hollywood squares the Clippers got Morris you know what that also means it means the Lakers did not
1: Yes, and uh, that's exactly how Jerry West and company have wanted to play it from the very yep. start. That's what they want. I uh, I cannot help but to feel uh, a little bit bad for Mo Harkless, who went from a uh, from a <laughs> NBA final to uh, to the Knicks, uh, which is just never a which is never a good thing. I feel terrible minutes. for him. More yeah, he will get some minutes. He's going to get some more minutes, but. Um. Again, his contract made him the ideal trade piece over right. there uh, to throw into any package they right. were gonna make the money. Yeah. Uh, so you know he only made eleven and a half million. He was absolutely perfect for it. But like you said, at least he'll he'll be able to get on the floor now, have some fun in New York. But the reality is, man, that's in another couple of months. He's gonna be watching basketball uh, from the sideline, and it's gonna. You know, all of that anticipation, we're making a run to be excited from a Clipper standpoint to going, oh, God, to the Knicks. It's just, uh, it's terrible. And uh, Drummond, I think it's safe to say in Detroit. This one makes no
2: sense to me. This one makes no sense to me,
1: Joe. It does from the standpoint of it's obvious Detroit what they value more. And what they valued more was having cap space and being able to have some flexibility come next year. And they just did not think uh, he was worth the 28.5 million dollar option that's on him. Uh, they obviously want to go in a different now. Whether that means they're planning on going in a different direction from a standpoint of maybe philosophically types of players that they want. Oh, that's fine. Um, but he doesn't fit into Detroit's future ob- for whatever reason. But he did not see this coming, here, guys. No. I mean, this was no, he did not. his reaction on Twitter was. You know, if there's one thing I learned about the NBA, there's no friends or loyalty. Right. I gave my heart and soul to the Pistons. Yeah. And to have this happen with no heads up makes me realize even more that this is just a business. Uh, clearly a guy, he says, I love you, Detroit. Clearly a guy who really did not, Out. he knows he's got, He had that option at the end and a big part of him was going, you know what? I wanted Detroit offer me the extension, you know, let's put a deal together. Let's build this thing. But Detroit's like, yeah, guys, we'd like to move on here. We just don't, um, you know, we'd rather have the cap space and allow us to be able to do other things. So, they, and how does a guy go from Detroit, a bad situation to a worse situation? That's
2: what I'm yeah. talking about. I get it for Detroit. I don't understand why Cleveland. I don't understand why All Boston right. couldn't put together a better offer. But I got Thank some other you. thoughts on this one. Yeah. Because Thank the you. NBA is valuing this position very differently.
1: Yes, it is. And you know what? Next year, going to be very different yes. in the NBA. Yes. The players available. Yep. Oh, got it. Slim pickings, Let's guys. talk we'll about it more.
0: Coming up next year on The Grid
1: All right, coming up here, uh, just about uh, thirty-five minutes or so. Uh, Mike Blewitt, who right. uh, will be hosting a uh, show, him and Joe Lisi uh, on the weekends here, get you guys covered for the XFL. The start is this weekend. It's going to look a little different, going to feel a little different, but uh, it is, uh, it is still a sport and an opportunity for betters to profit on. Absolutely. So we'll, uh, we'll dive into and get some of Mike's thoughts here as we get ready for the start of the XFL season this weekend. Also a uh, great amount of uh, opportunities in huge college games to watch coming up this weekend. Uh, Dayton in action, uh, big test against St. Louis tonight, Maryland and Illinois big 10 action Purdue at Indiana, uh, Seton Hall at Nova. Uh, you got Texas Tech of Texas, Duke, North Carolina. Damn. Loaded card this weekend in uh, college hoops, and uh, we'll dive into some of that as well. But the NBA, to wrap up this trade deadline here, yeah. certainly definitely winners and some losers. And I think the winners at the top of the board, Miami and the Clippers. Sure. Uh, the losers uh, to a certain degree, maybe even for not doing anything, but you've got to look at the This to me, you look at the Lakers and you go, um, I don't. Okay, you allowed the Clippers to get better because you didn't want to deal with Kyle Kuzma, or you didn't want to deal with Kyle Kuzma. Okay, that may come back and haunt you a little bit. But we mentioned the, uh, you know, poor Andre Drummond is just, uh, he just don't know what to do, man. I mean, this poor guy. It's not what he saw coming. He's obviously beaten up about it. There, Mm -hmm. he he changed his profile pic to him and his son. Who says trust no one? <laughs> it's um, and I get it. He goes to Cleveland, so now he's in Cleveland in possibly a worse situation. Although they do have some young pieces there too that uh, that aren't horrific, but he's got twenty eight and a half million coming to him next year that he can say, you know what? I'm uh, it's My option, right? Payment of twenty eight and a half million. I'll play another year here in Cleveland. That appears to be what's going on because outside of that, thing the open market oh will not are, reward him. Yeah, they will it will not. I mean the 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 pieces that are out there, not to mention the style of game he brings to the table. Right. No wants. NBA is moving 20, away from that, right? Nobody wants 29 million dollars on the books for a dude that's not a great rim protector who really can only score within the paint. Right. So I don't get it. I, 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 poor guy. I feel bad for him. I really do. Well, I mean, he's got twenty-eight
2: million dollars coming his well, way if he wants it. You can
1: it. feel for a guy like Mo Harkless. And, <laughs> right, right. And I, I think those two might have been the biggest losers of the weekend. I hear you, and and I, I mean, <laughs> the center
2: position, Joe. Yeah is the biggest loser. You know what I mean? I mean, Houston is like, Clint Capella, you're a good player, but we don't need you anymore. We don't want you. You know, Andre Drummond, it is clear the market has no place for Andre Drummond anymore, right? Like, why else? You know, Detroit was looking to throw him away, and they couldn't find a taker, in fact, right? That's why it was like to Cleveland for a, 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 back of, a bag of balls, You know what I mean? I really don't understand why a team like Boston wouldn't sack up and make a better offer. And it's clear to me now that it's because a guy like Andre Drummond is not useful in the 2020 NBA anymore because of what we've said before. Right. With the Splash Brothers and what the Rockets are doing, the math and the geometry of basketball is different now. And we have to accept it similar to like. It's a passing league in the NFL. What does that Absolutely. mean for the running back position and their contracts? Yep. You know, yep. what does it mean when hitting 230 and 30 home runs in the in Major League Baseball is all you need anymore, right? So Correct. the game is evolving away from certain kinds of skill sets. And here's my other piece of evidence for it, Joe. If you ask me, the best damn, inter- you know, uh, kind of like down low center in the league is Joel Embiid and how's yep. that working out for Philadelphia? They have yep. an amazing MVP caliber center and it ain't working out for them, right? It's almost like it's almost like the Rockets have it right, you know? Like we don't need that position anymore. Maybe it'll be different in playoff basketball, but the NBA is moving away from post play.
1: Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's um, the center position in the NBA. He's a big loser. Huge uh, in in that regard because it's obvious where some of these contenders feel they need to go. I mean, hell, listen, Cleveland already had a big man named Tristan Thompson, and they couldn't find right. anybody couldn't find a to suit take for him. him. So they end up taking on an, another traditional center of sorts, maybe a little bit tougher than Tristan Thompson. It, to me, I'm, I'm going to be fascinated to see that combination and how they uh, – well, uh, towers D-line going the other way. Yeah, I. You know what I mean. I think it'll be. Uh, I think I, it'll be interesting. But teams like Boston, who we know could use some, you know, could use some help there, use some big men. Yeah. But they weren't willing to put assets on the table right. in order to be able to go out and get one. They could have used right. Tristan Thompson. They could have used, uh, without a doubt, they could have used Andre Drummond. He's sure. averaging 17, 18 a game. Oh yeah, he's so, the league's leading rebounder, Joe. He but leads they don't the value NBA it. in rebounding. Yeah, and they, they don't, don't give a value damn it. because no, just another
2: wing it. player, like say a Jalen Brown—that's the name I always said—that would have been like the tough guy for Ainge to give up in a package yep. for uh, kind of you know toughness yeah, and in the middle. There's a
1: difference between being a seven, you know, six eleven, uh, seven foot guy that only plays inside the paint versus right you know, a guy that a can 6'11 run eleven guy, sure, you know, a guy that can run and a guy that a will put in the effort, which right. has always been, been Thompson's problem. Uh, but also a guy like, you know, like Jokic and others, guys, that can actually pull up and start draining from the outside. Sure. That's not what these guys do. Exactly. These guys have to make it inside the paint. And quite honestly, which I think is also going to be very interesting to seeing what happens with Zion moving forward and the exactly. evolution of his game. Exactly. Because he is a – and, it you know, and that's where the hope comes in, I think, for centers in the NBA because – Guys like Zion and, you know, others that can bully you, LeBron, Zion, these these kind. you need big men to deal with them. You can't be throwing a 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six dude, and expect to stop Zion. So sure. the use of them is definitely still needed across the board. But at this point, it looks like no team is really, they don't value it much like the running back where they're going. Exactly. Uh, you know what I mean? There's not enough. I, I look at the guys that are available next year alone. In the uh, in the marketplace, Dan, yep. and you're going, um, who in who in the world are we really? They're running backs, competing? Joe. They're individual they really running are. backs. Like all of them are like middle of the road. Like, they're not going mean, to get paid. They're not going to get paid. They're not
2: it's terrible. You know, they're it, a running it, back. They're a 32 year old guy who's a power hitter, and that's, that's it. Correct. You know, they're yep. now coming at dime or dozen, and they're not yep. being valued as much. You know, yeah. like, don't get me wrong. There's value to them in a game plan, right? But an individual 6'11 post player, you ain't going to get paid in the open market anymore. It's going to be very, very interesting it's to see how it of wins teams out. That
1: have. Anymore, right. The, the cap space to even be able to do something like that. And Atlanta got, is one of them, but they got Capella. So right. you're out there. Miami has BAM. They don't need you. Right. Uh, Mitchell Robinson in New York which they don't plan on uh, on moving so oh. he's going to be the centerpiece there Memphis has vale uh, so yeah. they don't need anybody right. Detroit did have the cap space but they, but didn't they, opted, them. they didn't want they didn't want didn't want you and Cleveland just traded for you uh and Charlotte is the only other team but outside of that guys yep uh, there's no market for him and That's there's right. no market for that style of player now there is a 10 million. Is there a 30 million? No, right. You're just not getting the max deal.
2: You know what I mean? And and, and nope. that's the same thing as like a Zeke Elliott or a Melvin nope. Gordon holding yep. out because will they get a deal? Will they be recognized and valued to a certain extent? Yes, but a team doesn't want to tie it up in that nope. position. You know, and here's Who is the that? other McGee?
1: Part. Like you mentioned McGee earlier. Jamel like McGee
2: his? is in, in Los Angeles already, right? is he making? Yeah, like, it's so not. He ain't
1: making $30 exactly. million a year.
2: And here's the other thing. The few of these dying breeds, right, that are mm-hmm. still left, they're also, like, great passers, Joe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a Nikolai Jokic. He's still yeah. valuable because his skill set is not just bang you down low. It There's more to that, right? Carl Anthony Towns is another guy who I think – will get rewarded in the open market because he's more than just bang you down. He's the stretch kind of guy, right? Anthony Davis as well. You need to be more than a late 1980s big man. You need to do more, okay? That's why you're going to see. Look at guys like your – Uh, Jokic and uh, Nershiv in uh, Mm -hmm. Portland. These are European guys, right? And these Mm -hmm. guys have ball handling skills for big men, can pass for big men. And you need to, if you're now going to play in the post in the NBA, you need to have that bigger skill set. Just trying to bang people down low ain't going to matter because that's worth two points. What the Houston Rockets are doing
1: are worth three. And it's funny. The... um, uh, you look at the roster of free agents next year. It's really not 2020, guys. that's guys like right? Pat Riley. It's 2021 when, of course, it's done by Giannis, and and what is he going to do? And there's no saying that he's going to. Depending on what happens, I think over the next 12 to 18 months is right. huge for him. But the teams that had the available space next year alone, we just talked Atlanta, Cleveland, Memphis, Charlotte, New York, Phoenix. Um, they don't need not it. Not exactly the um, you know the who's who of like wow I can't wait to they got the money but nobody wants to go play for them right. just yet. So you talk about Phoenix, gonna, they just got eight right as a yeah, top I mean, three pick gonna and gonna he's a runner. These big guys coming in here and being like I really can't wait to head over to uh, you know and uh, actually because of the money they just took on Atlanta, Cleveland, and even Memphis now with yeah. they they don't have those they don't max need you. opportunities yet they don't need either you. Yep. so. What are you left with? And Gordon Hayward, Demar Derozan, Drummond, Montrez Harrell—like, uh, uh, yeah. Any of that excite you? If if you're going, yes, let's get Gordon Hayward. It's definitely the piece we're missing. I, it's awful. It, it the is free agent. What list it's going to take good.
2: is a, the team to be like, okay, we're going to go the extreme the other way. Yes. And load up on big men and be like, this is our answer. We're going to try to have it be, you know, '80s basketball. Yeah, it'll if be someone wants to, to do that identity
0: what 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 kind of money do you need? dailyrodo.com.
1: All right. So last night in the NBA, uh, people getting traded, guys uh, shorthanded, only uh, only dressing, uh, you know, eight or nine guys. Bottom line is uh, favorites, underdogs, two and two. There was a split last night. Uh, the push on the Pelicans, who uh, uh, did take care of business in one of the most unbelievable ways at the end of the game. There, who uh, if you got five and a half, congratulations. If you got six. Well, you got the you got the push, but they uh, they beat the Bulls there on a last-second uh, tip-in that was hilarious, yet very painful to watch. Hmm. Because if you did back the Bulls, oh man, uh, you were this close, guys, you really were. But unfortunately, did not work out. The Bucks, nine-point favorites at home over uh, the Sixers, they took care of business. We'll get to them in a minute. Uh, the Blazers, don't look now, Blazers That's right. at home. Back at it there. Uh, they were a three and a half point favorite uh, versus the Spurs. They took care. Uh, they, they did their thing. The New York Knicks, guys, the Knicks end up winning last night. And yes, it was. Uh, it was I seem to be the only person uh, throughout the day, Dane, that uh, I mentioned the word Knicks. And when people were chuckling, and oh, yeah, we can't take the next one. Mark and Morris. That Morris has got you like uh it's Orlando. God damn, right. it's Orlando and The Knicks quietly have now won what? Three Three in a a row. row. Three in a row. It sounds like they don't want Cole Anthony. (laughs) No, and it also sounds like they, uh, you know, there are some guys there that can absolutely shoot, and they're putting in some effort, and winning is contagious. We know this, guys. So, you know, nobody wants to lose every damn game, so you get a little fire in the ass, and you get guys in the right, at the right situation. We told you scheduling is all about handicapping the NBA. Orlando team on the second night of a back-to-back, right. uh, you know, shorthanded some guys, trades, and all of a sudden you got a Knicks team that, let's face it, I mean, how much can you hear that you suck and you're not going to be, you know, you can't win, and now that Morris has gone uh, right. So a little motivation last night was fun to watch. Uh Chuck, got a new potential
2: uh, team president to try to impress also, yeah, you exactly
1: know. Yeah, exactly. Coming up, uh, overs, by the way, three and two last night. Uh, but the one over that didn't hit, which a lot of people were surprised, was that Lakers yeah. game? Uh one twenty one to and it, it kept watching. It opened up at two thirty-four. And even on the uh on on our show yesterday, Dan, we watched that it was two thirty-seven before right. we blinked. And it got up to two thirty nine and almost two hundred and forty points. Uh they didn't get there though. Uh much under there. And the real the real winner of the night, of course, was uh Russell Westbrook and anybody who backed him on some props there, sure. forty-one points. Anthony Davis's a uh, rebounding prop, also yeah. very profitable. Remember, I gave uh, out
2: his combined points and rebounds yep. yesterday. He goes 32 and 13. 13, So, yes. so we cash on that. And and I got to tell you, Joe, I think yep. this is going to be a trend. Like, against the Rockets, right? The big man against the Rockets, I I like as over rebounds, over points. Because as we said, on that side of the floor, they'll have a mismatch. But that does not change the fact that the Rockets are alive, right? I think we're going to see this a lot. You know, go with the prop bets of the Nokic, of the AD, of the Rudy Gobert, but then still pick the Rockets to win because that's the kind of way we're going to see it.
1: All right. So what you need to do, though, because what does the trade line uh, do for the sports better. And a lot of you if okay. you're up right now and you're hanging out watching us, you'll notice uh there are not a lot of lines on the board here. Right. As a lot of the books have uh have held off because now that 40 42 guys being right. switching rotations. Teams, yeah. We don't have any idea who's available, who's not. Uh there is a, a whole lot of quite there were some question marks even yesterday, uh, on the board going, is Morris going to be there, is he not? Right. The line didn't move all that much. Uh, it only moved about a half a point towards orlando throughout the rest of the day even after the news broke um so you are going to have an opportunity as a sports investor in a couple of different areas number one future bets uh and we'll take a look with our friends at uh, fanduel here over the uh over the next hour to see that whole perceived value dane teams that right got themselves uh all of a sudden now a player or two where now the public is going, oh, this is they're going to be great or even, oh, no, they're going to be terrible. There could be a shift in odds in the future market with some teams being overvalued and right, let's continuing look to be undervalued. And I don't think you need to look any further than the Toronto Raptors who continue mm. to be undervalued. And when you got yeah. teams making moves, even in the West, I, I saw a prop that came up. Uh yesterday day was uh, will the Lakers or Clippers win the NBA title? Oh really? Uh yeah, no was minus 175. Uh yes was plus 170. So uh, there is still as good as they might get. There is still this perceived uh there's this there is certain pockets of the betting markets right. where and I think this is where regionalism is going to come in big time my friend. Mm-hmm. You got the Giannis lovers you've got, and I still think Toronto is, is going to be a dark horse in everyone's mind, but you've, you've got some people that are already going, do not sleep on, the, you know, Milwaukee getting it done. Some people, even Philadelphia, still get it done. Like the top five right now in the right. East. What are the odds for the top yeah, five? Yeah, I got you. So to win the
2: East right, right now, okay, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, but we've talked about it as six teams for a long time, but I do think you and I both think that ultimately Indiana won't actually get all the way there, right? We respect them. They're a quality team, but from six to five, right? So right right now, Joe, Milwaukee is minus 130 to win the East. Minus Minus, 130. Minus 130, okay, to win the East. Then what we got... And this is a big move, okay? Miami mm-hmm. is the second choice now, Joe. Miami is the second choice. They're at She's plus five fifty, yep. plus yep. five fifty. So what is that? Eleven to two, right? Yep. Um, then Boston, right behind them, at six to one. Philly. Okay. Plus seven fifty, so fifteen to two. And you yep. talk about Toronto being under-respected, right? Even off of I, what? I was
1: going to say I haven't twelve heard
2: you. in a row they've won. They're the defending <laughs> right. champions. They have a better record right now than the Clippers, who have Kawhi Leonard. They're right. uh, the fifth
1: choice to win the East, Joe. At ten to one. There you go. Yep. So we knew Milwaukee should be the favorite. I think we could all agree. They're a Milwaukee deserving favorite,
2: but I'm deserved. looking to beat them, Joe. I'm looking to right. beat them.
1: I honestly am. Right. See and that's the whole thing Miami we talked about it Miami a, a month and a half ago guys 2 months ago they were you know they were in the mid to upper 20s right. that you could have gotten They're in the that second situation. choice now now with the trades boom proceeds value so either it's you know an it's interesting though or it's spot on but and this is where you, gotta look look yeah, where you got to look around where you got to look
2: around check this out so Miami is the second choice to win the east right But then if you look at the NBA championship odds, okay, okay, Milwaukee's the favorite, then the two L.A. teams, then the second team from the east comes in is Boston, then Houston, then the third team from the east, Philly, then Miami, okay? So Miami is the second choice to win the east, East. but Miami is the fourth choice among Eastern Conference teams to win the NBA championship.
1: That yep. doesn't sound uh, correlated to me, Joe. No, it doesn't. And again, that's where it's going to take a little while for the market to, to settle, settle in, right? Out yeah, here. yeah. but right off the bat, overvaluing, undervaluing teams left that nobody's talking about. Obviously, if Miami is shooting up, there are other teams that are not on the board for right. the Eastern Conference. But it hasn't thing caught up. It hasn't caught
2: right. up in the, in the nope. champion one. You could still nope. get Miami 23 to yep. 1 to win yep. the championship on FanDuel.
1: Yep, and I mean, listen. Where did the in the West? Where did the Rockets move? Sure, uh, with their moves. Sure. So the
2: Rockets are the third choice, Joe. All okay, right. So the, the right. Clippers and the Lakers are dead even. All right. They're co favorites at in essence two to one. They're both plus one ninety. Okay? okay. Okay. Then there's a gap. Houston six to one.
1: Six to one. Okay. Yeah, six hundred. So six to one to win the West,
2: and um, then you go to like Utah and Denver. Okay. What is Portland? Yeah, buddy. Yo. Portland's big number, Joe. If How you, much if they go? If you, if you want to throw a couple shekels on Portland, I'll get down with you. Solidarity, Joe. You're, it's going to blow you away. To win the West. Are You ready right. for this? Go. Joe, they're 55 to 1.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, Dark horse.
2: <laughs> I'm tell- And it's Dark interesting. Horse. Check it out. Yeah. So I told you about Utah and Denver, right? Utah ten to one. Denver twelve to one. Then Dallas is in there at seventeen to one. If you know, Yo- mm-hmm. if uh, you know, uh, Luka and KP are back on the floor. Cool. Yeah, Dallas correct. is seventeen to one. Joe, they're the sixth choice. Then Portland really? has the seventh choice, all the way down to fifty-five to one. Then you yeah. know, sixty to one OKC, seventy to one Memphis. But fifty-five for Portland. Listen. Portland can beat anybody. They can get beat, but they can beat anybody. Dame yes, Dollar can. on any given night. McCollum yep. on any given night. And we get Yerkich back, and he gets a good month, a month and a half to get mm-hmm. his legs under him. Um, they have the bodies to go big. They have the, they have the crew to go small also, Joe. Portland, yep. I'm not saying they're going to win the West. But at fifty-five to one, listen, Joe, then what you do is you get him at fifty-five to one. They upset someone in the first round. You sell right. that ticket when it moves down to twenty to one, you know? That's yeah.
1: Opportunities, uh, guys. Cash out. A lot value. of people have that cash out option. Yep. In the uh in the books, there are definitely some future yep, opportunities man. and some yep, value man. there, especially with not, you know, the favorites are the favorites. And if they continue sure. to play the way they're gonna continue they to play, it ain't it. gonna get any better. So if you're convinced that one of them is going to, whether it be the Clippers, the Lakers, or Milwaukee at the top of the board, if you're convinced, grab it, guys, because it ain't going to get any better than 2-1 to one as so, uh, as we move closer as they continue to roll through. Certainly not Milwaukee. who's yeah. only lost seven games. That's what guys, I was going to ask have, you. I can't find it anywhere.
2: But I just told that? you, Milwaukee is minus 130 to win the East, the right? East. So doesn't that mean by logic that the field would be a plus number in the East? Well, who's second in the East, you said? Miami is uh, is plus 550. But I'm saying Milwaukee's minus money. So everybody else should be plus money. The field. Could I get the field in the East? Non-Milwaukee? I'm sure you can.
1: Are they offering it or no? That's what I'm
2: saying. I can't find it. But if Milwaukee's minus 130.
1: You would think. And
2: everybody else has to be like plus 115. I'm looking for that. The field
0: in the East. Give me the field